Good morning, everyone. Here we are with uh, Giovanni Dozzini, the EUPL 2019 winner from Italy. Hi, Giovanni. How are you? How are you? I'm quite fine. What about you? Uh, great, great. Really happy to, to talk to you this morning. Um, I've spent my weekend uh, going through, through your book. It's really, really interesting. Uh, I, I'm glad to hear about it. Uh, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really glad that uh, Babukar uh, stayed, mm. stayed with you in the, in the weekend and uh, some things about it. Yeah. How has it been uh, in Italy after the announcement of uh, you winning the UPL? I saw that there has been some press. You've been on the on TV as well. There's been yeah, quite, yeah. quite a lot of things happening. I, I have to say that uh, yeah, a lot a lot of things happen after the announcement. I I didn't expect it because uh, you know in in Italy there are a lot of writers, a lot of novels every day coming out every day, and. Um, and uh, the press, the press uh, just just uh, uh, publicated a lot of uh, a lot of things about about uh, the prize after the announcement. I did I didn't I didn't think so, but uh, but it, it was like this. So uh, it was very 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 good. I, I make uh, a meeting in Milan uh, mm -hmm. to talk about Babukar. I did it with uh, important writers in in uh, the bookshop of Erpli. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was very good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw some photos from the event. It looked uh, quite nice. I hope the audience also had, um, you know, questions to ask back, and uh, that has sparked a lot of the discussion uh, in general. Your book, but uh, just wanted to ask you, kind of as an introduction, like how did you start writing, and do you actually have a professional background in writing? Mm. Well, I started writing uh, as. A Almost everyone, I think. I started reading huh? first of all. Mm -hmm. I I fell in love with literature when I was um, a child. Uh, I was like I was like a child because in my in my house there um, there were a lot of books. Uh, my parents uh, weren't readers. Uh, they were um, uh, humble people. My 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 father was a plumber and my my mother worked in um, our hardware store. And, uh, but uh, they didn't read, they didn't read books, but my brother, my older brother did. So I had a lot of books all over me uh, when I was a child. And uh, I started for curiosity. I started mm -hmm. reading for curiosity. I started from uh, Salgari, Emilio Salgari and Sandok and the Pirates, you know. And uh, I fell in love with, uh, with the idea of telling stories. And I went on reading <clears throat> and I, and I soon realized that the only way uh, to, to be a writer, because I, I just wanted to be a writer, <laughs> even when I was uh, 80, 80 years old, the only way to, to become a uh, writer is uh, to read a lot, to read and to live uh, a full life, I think. And that, that's what I did to, to, to be a writer. It was difficult because a lot of ones want to be writers. And uh, I don't believe in uh, in the idea in the idea that uh, to be a writer can be uh, taught. You know, I, I don't I, I don't believe in in uh, creative writing uh, uh, courses and so on. And uh, I just mm -hmm. read a lot. I just read a lot, and I go go on reading a lot as much as I can. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's interesting what you say because like uh, you know reading to become an author. You know, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Mm -hmm. He spent, I think, 20 or 25 years working in a, in a video shop or something like that. So he was just watching movies actually at work yeah. all the time. 
and then you know he started uh, he started directing movies. I mean, I'm I'm quite a fan of Quentin Tarantino, so yeah, who knows? Uh, that's basically my life as well: watching movies and reading books. So maybe I'll also become the the new Quentin Tarantino one day. <laughs> There's still hope. Yeah, <laughs> you'll meet that man. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of to to focus more on. I mean, your novel, okay, we can, you know, we can discuss as well, like, about how, you know, what you were reading uh, kind of formed the the things you're writing, because I've watched some of your previous interviews, and they're really, really interesting uh, about how um, I really, I really like this, uh, this fact that um, you notice some unsensationalistic things in the reality, and then you incorporate it in, uh, incorporate it in your literature. But your UPL-winning novel, um, of course, touches upon a very sensitive uh, but really relevant topic, which is quite present in the pub- public space. So I was, I was actually wanting to meet you, like how how the things uh, around you actually inspire you to write, how even kind of how these things also merge with the with the things that you were reading. Of course, they inspire me a lot. Uh, you know, there's a a toxic way to to tell uh, stories about this big topic that is immigration mm. right now this years in Italy of course but even in all Europe I think and uh, but the great inspiration was as 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 it as it often happens was a relationship a personal relationship with uh, one guy one Gambian guy that became a, a very good friend of mine I knew him. Uh, three or four years ago here in Perugia and I knew even uh, some other guys from Africa. Uh, all of them were um, asylum seekers and they, they some, someone, someone told, told me his uh, story, not, uh, not a lot of them, not all of them wanted to, to tell me their big, the story of their big trips, you know. Hmm. Someone, someone did, but uh, most of all, I I just uh, realized that uh, they uh, they had a, a normal, an ordinary life here in Perugia, a difficult, complicated, strange maybe life here, but ordinary. They uh, they did this, the things that all of us used to used to want to do, you know, uh, here in Perugia, in my in my city. Mm-hmm. When I, when I knew them, when I knew them, I didn't uh, think to, to write a novel about them, of course. But as it always happens, uh, I, I always say that uh, everybody knows me, knows that uh, one, or, one day or another, maybe it'll, uh, it'll just get into a novel of mine because, uh, you know, my friends, my relatives and so on. Because a writer uh, always, uh, uh, is always... Uh, mm, how can I say it in English? Um, it's, uh, everything it happens to you can be material for for literature. literature okay, mm-hmm. uh, every everyone, every person you meet um, can become uh, a part of a character. You know. So one day, two years ago, uh, it, it was a, a, a hot day of July, just like uh, today, uh, more or less. It's June, but it's very hot. It's very warm today uh, here in Perugia, and I just um, just watched uh, uh, from my window uh, the road, and uh, and I saw uh, a lot of uh, old guys uh, walking, 
uh, walking on the on the road, and they are five or six guys, African guys, and I wondered where they were going, and I just uh, sat at my PC and I started writing to 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 answer at that uh, question, and the answer was that they wanted to go to the seaside. Okay, and uh, for me it was uh, uh, obvious to to give to my characters the faces. Uh, uh, the way of the ways of thinking of and of speaking of uh, of my friends, okay, of my African friends. So this is how I started writing uh, the, the novel. And of course, for me, the topic of immigration is very important because I'm very interested in the in the topics mm. uh, of, of of the gray zones zones of uh, society. Okay, uh, I'm interested in in, in the difficult. Uh, uh, in the difficult zones of, of society, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really, really interesting. It's, uh, I think it's, you know, it's this topic that sparks um, so much discussion, but we always adopt, you know, this perspective of reading in the newspapers, you know, one of some yeah. say, yeah, we should, because, you know, it's, uh, it's quite obvious that, you know, in terms of economics, we need uh, immigrants, we need people, um, you know, this, this European society and economy needs them. I mean, it's, it's quite a fact. But then, of course, um, people are kind of, I guess, afraid of something that's different as well, in a way, which is, um, I feel like, in, you know, in certain, I'm Croatian. So, uh, and, you know, my, as I, I think I, m I mentioned to you before, my uh, grandparents were immigrants, you know, in Germany. Mm -hmm. And they were refugees in the in the Yugoslav wars, and my father used to um, live on Kosovo. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a, a reporter from Kosovo, and then he was. I was always fascinated by these stories of really like the kind of gray area because you know coming from, you know now I have a European Union passport and I studied in the UK as a British student. You know, so it was, and I went to an English speaking kindergarten. So to me, that's something. You know, it's completely. Um, uh, I cannot even perceive it, you know, the fact that my dad used to live in Kosovo and like all of the things that that uh, that he was experiencing there with, you know, especially like with uh, you know, children and stuff and people that are, you know, kind of in seek of a better life. And then now, you know, we see it again in a way. And this whole thing of, you know, them just wanting to get to the sea, just like this whole joy in seeing the sea, it really reminds me of this post-war Croatian movie, which is so good. It's called, I think you would really like it. It's called um, The Kashir Wants to Go uh, on the Seaside. Mm -hmm. so it's basically the same. So she's this um, uh, single mother and uh, she's working a little shop and she just wants to take her kid uh, to the seaside because her kid has never seen the sea. Mm. So she's just like, she's working, as she basically commits her whole work and her whole life to get her kid to the sea because she just wants to uh, get this experience for, for her kid. And her kid is, I think, uh, as well, like a bit sick, like she has asthma. Uh, so it's like a whole different part of kind of this um, weight to this experience. And I really, um, you know, the, these like struggles of the of the everyday and about like reality of normality and about what is kind of everyday for us and what it was for for your friends and what it was for the characters in your book. I really like that uh, you said in one of the interviews that uh, it is a great success actually to write about you know reality and about the everyday life. And when taking kind of the 
the context of uh, your novel and of the differences in uh, the everyday life of us and your friends and the characters. And also, do you feel like you open another perspective on this topic of migration and this whole experience in Europe? Because I, I feel like we all we're usually reading a lot about, you know, dramas, tragedies, or this very highly success stories in often these very isolated situations. I mean, I used to volunteer with uh, refugees in Zagreb as well. Um, I was uh, teaching Croatian and English. So we were just uh, kind of talking uh, in Croatian and English with uh, with a boy, with a, I mean, not a boy. He was, you know, a young man. He was my age, 20, 24, 25, um, from uh, Iraq. And, you know, coming from a perspective, from coming from my own perspective, I obviously didn't see a problem in him living in Zagreb, you know. But um, I guess this, like, everyday experience that he had was, I think, quite quite different at times than, one, than the experience he had, you know, with me and speaking with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things. Well, I... I'm sorry. Yes. I tend to ask a lot of questions. Sorry. I don't know why. Sorry, we we just talking, and I just wanted to say exact things. It's that um, we 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 can face every day a lot of of um, of, uh, of storytelling about uh, about migration and uh, refugee experience here in Italy, and I I I am sure in in all of, all over Europe, of course. Um, but when uh, when uh, a newspaper or uh, a television or uh, uh, internet site, uh, you know, I, I know I don't know, uh, has to to tell a story about migration, uh, there's never the time to to face uh, the complex things of, of personal stories, you know, or biographies. Mm. Um, we. We just uh, we usually face uh, numbers, stati- statistics, and um, and dramatic uh, dramatic way of, of telling these stories. I, I wanted to avo- avoid every form of uh, rhetoric. You know, mm. there's always a lot of rhetoric in in the way of telling these stories in the newspapers, but even in literature, because in Italy. Mm, at least in Italy, in the last years, uh, we had some novels about uh, migration. Uh, some Italian writers um, wrote novels in which they just uh, uh, took the voices of uh, the immigrants. And I, I, I'm not that I, I'm not a lover of that way of telling stories about uh, migration. You know? um, I, I, I I couldn't too, I couldn't take the voice of an uh, immigrant. Uh, just to tell uh, the big trip from the village, you know, in the in the heart uh, in the heart of Africa to to uh, to Italy. Uh, for me, it would be it, it would sound uh, fake, you know. Mm, it's it's true that uh, uh, literature is fiction, so you have to create uh, a context, you have to create a character, and to create to create uh, a tale. But you have not to be fake. If you are fake, the the reader realizes immediately uh, mm. that you are fake. And uh, I don't want to sound fake when I write. And I think that I, I thought that the the best way to tell a story about uh, 
uh, immigrants was to to make uh, in the in the pages my point of view my point my point of view was the point of view of uh, of a friend of uh, of guys of real guys uh, a friend of them who knew what they what they did and how they spoke uh, and how they thought you know mm. that's what was I, I wanted to do and i wanted to avoid uh, dramatic tones you know and even because um, in a way or another propaganda always needs uh, rhetorical and dramatic tones uh, literature is the is the is uh, the place where you can you can go uh, deeply in the things of life and uh, that that lets you lets you be um, if you if you if you're able that can makes you uh, as fast as you can uh, sorry as far as you can from uh, from rhetorical uh, way of approach this is what I what I wanted to to do it's 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 a quite complicated concept in Italian so in English maybe it can sound even more but I wanted to be direct not rhetorical and I wanted to uh, to tell a story about um, ordinary things of ordinary days in my novel um, there are not uh, great things you know um, it's not a, a novel with a lot of dramatic things but in two days they they lived some some things that uh, I think can uh, can show you can show to the reader um, uh, which is their the, the way of thinking and of speaking and of uh, behaving of uh, a lot of them um, or at least of uh, for them you know yeah yeah I really yeah I really really like this um you know, avoiding this dramatics and the resources. My um, my favorite book is Anna Karenina, and uh -huh. actually, uh, why it's my favorite book? I've I've read it for the first time when I was I think 17, 16, 17. We had to read it in school, mm. like part of it in school, I think, and then discuss about it. And then one summer, I um, I had like a kind of a book club with my sister and friends, and then I took it. And actually, what I loved about this book, it's actually how you know, okay, you have, she meets Vronsky um, and everything, and she, you know, kills herself at the end. But in between, it's actually the scene in the theater. She's actually not able to live the life that she was living. And actually this core of the novel for me was the fact that her everyday life was so well described that she's actually not able to have her everyday life so I kind of love this book uh, because of that, because of uh, these uh, depictions of really how she's not able to live her everyday life anymore. Of course, it was a far more dramatic everyday life. Of, I mean, not dramatic, but more, you know, theatrical in the way it is uh, described and uh, and the rest. But I think in, uh, in movies, uh, there is this, uh, always this really, really well uh, depiction of this tranquility and the silence in the everyday. There is uh, this really, really good new Italian movie, uh, I think it's uh, uh, La Terra della Bastanza, mm -hmm. about uh, these two boys living on the outskirts of Rome, um, and they basically get involved in the, in the mafia completely accidentally. 
uh, and uh, it's quite a tragic one, but I, it's a really, really, there's some scenes where there is this really, really great depiction of this weight of the everyday for these two boys that are like 16 or 17. And then, uh, you know, and this, you know, humanity in them, they're quite tough, but really this humanity in them when one of them is like, oh, no, mom, I'll go to work for, uh, today. I'll work instead of you. You stay home and things like that. And this like the weight of uh, him earning his first money and buying groceries or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, I really, yeah, I really, really like this, uh, this, this notion. But of course, there's this other uh, motive in your book that I wanted to ask you about which is the journey, mm-hmm. this journey, which seems to be the spine kind of of your, of your novel. And also this comparison of the, of the journey, I think you mentioned it while, uh, also uh, while replying to the first question, this journey to Italy, to the land, and then this journey to the, to the sea once again, and the, the notion of the kind of the, um, how can I, the concept of, of the sea for, for your characters. Mm. Yeah, of, of course, the journey is uh, is uh, topic of, of of the novel, and, and it's something like a little road movie. No, Babukar. Uh, a lot of a lot of people said that uh, it looks like a little movie, uh, the yeah. the novel, because um, because uh, the, the the writer just follows step by step the guys, no, in their in their little journey to to the seaside. Mm. Uh, of course, I wanted to play with the paradox of the sea. I, I just um, imagined the sea as a big paradox because we imagine the sea as the uh, the, dan- the most dangerous place that you have to, uh, to 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 cross before arriving to Europe. No, we, we all of us have in in our in our minds the. The images of, of the guys, of the people, of the women and the men, and the men uh, risking to die in the in the ships in the Mediterranean Sea. But first of all, it's not that true because for them, uh, very often the sea is just uh, the last step of a, of a very 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 long journey. A journey mm-hmm. that can uh, that can last even. Two years and some some sometimes one year two years more because they have to to cross the desert they have to face the incredible tragedy of uh, uh, Libyan uh, laggers uh, right now uh, they risk life every day and when they arrive at the last step that is the sea they are just quite uh, uh, still because they know. They always say 50-50, okay, you know, right now it's 50-50, we are here. The last step, if, 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 we, if, we, succeed, if we succeed, we will be, we'll be alive in Europe. If, we'll, uh, if we die in the sea, at least all this uh, hell that we lived in the last years uh, will, be, uh, will be over, you know. Uh, but in our imaginary, uh, the sea, is is the really uh, danger dangerous place that they have to <coughs> cross before arriving to Italy and to Europe. So I wanted to play with the paradox of uh, uh, four guys that that wanted to go to the seaside and that uh, wanted to go to the seaside because it's it's nice to go to the seaside. You know, mm, for me it's important that uh, these these guys 
are not seen as um, survivors uh, or returnees. You know, they, they, they don't want to uh, arrive to Europe to live a life of, of a survivor. They don't want to be recognized in the road for being uh, survivors or just returnees from just returnees from from a big world. I, I don't know if, if you if you know what I mean. They just wanted they just want to come here to live an ordinary life, just yeah. just like like uh, like us. And uh, and the literature can help us to uh, to see you know even the contradictions in the, in the persons and. Um, and I think that uh, a novel as Babukar could have uh, even uh, persons that have uh, uh, a positive uh, attitude towards uh, uh, migrants, you know, uh, to can help can help them to to watch the migrants in a in a more complex way and um, and even a little a little in a way that is uh, less. Um, in Italian, I, I would say condiscendente, I would say benevola, I would say paternalistic, I don't know, but mm. it is, does it exist in English, paternalistic as a, as a word? Uh, like patronizing? Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, even the good of us, okay, when when think about the migrants, uh, often think that they are okay, Good people, poor people. Oh, I have to help them, uh, but uh, they just have to live uh, a life uh, as uh, mm, a simple life that they mm. have yeah, to yeah. be happy for with with, with, with uh, simple things because they just have to be happy to be to have so, to be survivors. Okay, so mm. you you are here. I can. Uh, I can help you, but you have to be happy with the little things that the simple little things that. I, I can give you every day, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. Bread and water and the roof. And yeah. uh, you, 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 can't, you can't go to the seaside. You can't use a smartphone. Uh, you can't uh, fall in love with, uh, with a white uh, girl, for example, you know? So, uh, literature can help you to, to think that it's a, it's a stupid way of thinking about migration. migration. Uh, they are just persons like uh, everyone else, and they have all the, the little ambitions uh, of of us, uh, and uh, the same the same uh, desires, the same fears, uh, and the same good things and the same bad things of everyone else. Yeah, I really. Uh, it's you reminded me of. I've heard it so many times. Like how uh, when it was this huge. Uh, uh, refugee crisis uh, going through the Balkan route. It was fifteenth yeah. and sixteenth of September two thousand and sixteen. I remember because the sixteenth it's my birthday, and uh, I was in Scotland studying. And um, I remember like you know people commenting uh, around me like, how is it possible they have smartphones? And I'm like, of huh? course they have smartphones. Like what kind of question is that? And you know it's just it's, it was just so silly in a way. And I feel like people, you know, and it is like the word is. Uh, patronizing so we found a good word it's uh you know people kind of adopt this uh really patronizing stand towards oh yeah like you're here now so you can, you should be kind of like happy with whatever is given to you in a way when they don't really have uh you know a context of that you know 
they these people are you know equally ambitious equally educated equally capable and they can also offer so much back and i feel like that that's really not uh you know not stated on an, on an everyday everyday basis and i was at a at a theater show which actually uh thematized uh the sinking of uh of a boat next to the italian shore mm-hmm. Uh, that was a couple of years ago, the the really big tragedy yeah. on, the, on the Mediterranean. And uh, this was like a theater show. I mean, it wasn't actually a really a show, but it was more of like, you know, collective theater, like breaking of the fourth wall. And actually the audience was the was the show. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. So basically, um, we have three scenarios. First one was uh, one that uh, German wings uh, now turned Euro wings. Um, pilots went into the mountain and the second one was uh, the the sinking of the ship and the third one was uh, I think bombing of Syria Mm. and basically we all got roles like we all got an individual that we had to present Uh, so for example in the uh, this ship in Italy case uh, I had to represent uh, a girl that was coming from Eritrea that was 25 and pregnant and basically running to Italy from uh, from a violent husband and she died uh, Then some other people had to represent, you know, various characters. Some of them was the captain mm-hmm. and we had again like a, a scandal a couple of days ago with uh, with a captain that's uh, that's gonna get um, on trial, I think a captain of one of the boats mm-hmm. I think I heard uh, I read it online but then a group of people actually had to represent uh, European citizens. Mm. So like the, you know, the reaction or the lack of reaction okay. and things like that. And it was a very interesting concept to see how people, how random people, because it was 100 people, yeah, 100 people there. And I didn't, obviously I didn't know anyone. I just came to the theater show. I didn't even know that it was going to be like that, <laughs> which is, yeah, <laughs> at the end, you know, people were crying. Uh, screaming, rolling on the floor. It was a bit, you know, I mean, but everyone, everybody reacts in their own way. And it was uh, very fascinating to see how, you know, after everything that had happened, how uh, people deal with the fact when they're put in these kinds of positions, when they have to represent the, maybe even like this uh, feeling of humanity and even guilt that they actually probably didn't even know that they had and I remember I also started, you know, crying because um, it was complete silence and then you really kind of get into, you have these little cards and then it says like you are representing this girl that was just literally in seek of a, uh, not like a super fabulous life. She was just running away from a very, from a very bad environment that she was uh, born in by chance. And uh, yeah, it was very, very, uh, very emotional. And also kind of on the point of that, and uh, I've been listening to some uh, content from The Guardian on immigration policies. Um, you, They also kind of had this idea of uh, educating the locals, which has been lacking uh, apparently in all immigration reforms and policies. Um, you also offer this view of this, of, of your book, that it's you know, offering like a really different view. Do you think that um, in terms of kind of preparing us uh, to deal with this, do you offer, do you think that your book offers this education aspect? 
it's it's never easy to to think about what your 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 books can offer to to the audience to public opinion and and so on. I, I I'm quite sure that uh, government governments often use the topic of immigration as a tool as a political tool you know as a propaganda tool um, and that's incredible for me because the numbers can can easily show us that uh, in mi migration is not a big problem for european society society mm -hmm. migration is a big problem for immigrants you know because they are forced to to make their 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 trips in in incredible conditions in uh, unhuman conditions mm. the european rules just force them to to face uh, incredible dangers, uh, to spend a lot of money, uh, to give a lot of money to uh, traffickers, to, to to the mafia of of the of the, of the trips, you know, uh, when they could just come by plane to Europe, mm -hmm. spending uh, a lot of a lot of money less, okay, uh, but our routes. Uh, force them to 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 make this sort of of journey, and so uh, migration is a problem for them, not for us. Okay, and uh, governments don't want to solve uh, the, of course, the complicated question question about this, this topic. They they don't want to solve them because without them, a lot of them, a lot of these governments of political parties of. Uh, of people from the ruling classes, a lot of them wouldn't have uh, any any instrument uh, left to use, because they don't have uh, good uh, good good ideas to uh, to to help our society society to be to be safer and to be uh, more more equal. Uh, I, I think that that literature can 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 do something, but can't do a lot of things. Okay. Because uh, because people who read books are not much, are not many, you know, are not are not many, are not enough. So for me, it's it, it's a it's a big problem. When I, when I was younger, when I was younger, I, I thought that uh, uh, novels could uh, could save uh, the world, could 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 change the world. Uh, now I don't think uh, I don't think it anymore, and I I'm always wondering which is uh, the sense of my work as a writer. Uh, for me, it's, of course, it's important to to give uh, emotions, to give uh, the way of, of reflect about things to to the readers of my books, but I, I I'm sure that they are not enough. And I'm and I'm sure that uh, I'm living in a little, 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 little world. Okay, the world of uh, of uh, literature lovers, mm. and that's a problem because I I I, I can I can see that uh, the society in which I live is not uh, as good as as it could be and as it should be. I can see that there are a lot of people suffering in um, the society in which I live. And I really like to to make something for for them. I was sure that uh, writing good stories. I I am a journalist, and I was sure that, that making my job my my job of journalist uh, 
together with my my job of uh, my work of, of writer could be enough for for the for the for the the, the kind of people of person that I am. You no, know? not not everyone not everyone can be a doctor. Not everyone can be. Uh, 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 I, I don't know uh, uh, an engineer. Not everyone can be um, a politician. All, all, all of us have different way of, of being uh, potentially useful for the society. And I was sure that my way was to be a good journalist and a good writer. Uh, I'm not. Sh I'm not sure anymore about it because I can see. I realized that. Um, Literature is always uh, less uh, important. They, every day is every day less important for for the society in where we live. So for me, it's a problem. Mm. I don't think that my book can 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 make uh, a lot, but I'm I'm sure that the fact of uh, a prize like this was given to a book like mine, it's a uh, it's a very important thing. I think that politically, this is important, and I think that uh, some people who knew that uh, European Union gave that prize for Italy, I think that th those people realized that evidently, uh, for a part of Europe, uh, it's important to uh, to give uh, a different way uh, of uh, of uh, of telling. Uh, this big topic of uh, migration. This is important. The political fact that the European Union gave that prize to to my novel, I think it's quite important. Is more even more important that uh, the novel, huh? the novel itself. Uh, so I, I'm very glad for this this reason to 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 have won uh, this prize because I, I see. I, I see. I see it from a political perspective. There's a. I was also when I was young try, uh, thought that uh, writing novels can change the world and art in general that it can change the world, and um, but then actually my uh, my grandpa was always saying this. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Is it a creation saying or is it something more international? But basically, uh, if you change one man, you change the world. Yeah, I'm sure it exists yeah, in all languages, but for me that was, wow, you know, back then <laughs> I thought about it, oh my god, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're, you're on the good path for sure, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to that, because I, I really believe in it, you know, so uh, yes, thank you, thank you very much for, for this lovely conversation, I feel like I've learned so much through this, uh, you know, I mean, I've had, I had so many, you know, questions and so many thoughts, because I feel like I'm, you know, we're all getting kind of uh, bombed with with all of this uh, all the time, with all of these uh, questions and topics regarding migration, and it's been, uh, you know, especially with you know my personal experience as well, in uh, in my family. So uh, yeah, sorry if you know my my questions and my stream of consciousness tends to really go wild when I when I'm t when I'm talking about this because I have so many questions to ask that I'm uh, you know, hardly f um, focusing, but. Um, thank you so much for really trying to, to answer everything and for giving your um, really, really fascinating uh, opinions and observations on this. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Anya. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Until next time. Ciao.